2003 wrestler review Vince McMahon, John Hastings, hot. Dylan got not. Dylan, what are your... Ooh, yeah. I'm wearing a thong, just a thong, no bra. How are you guys doing? I'm Dylan. I'm wearing a thong, but over my man breasts. Ooh, <laughs> it's an upside down bathing suit day for John. Ooh, I pee up my nipples now and I milk up my penis. <laughs> 2003 is the year where Vince McMahon should have been, he should have wrote himself off television after the invasion angle that should have been a very solid win for the WWF over WCW and it should have been like, well, you know what, I'm riding off into the sunset. I only need to be behind the camera now, but instead, the invasion angle didn't go well. Nothing's going well. So what does Vince McMahon say? He says, Stone Cold can't be in the ring, so you know what? Switchy time, I'm the one that wins the matches, and Stone Cold is the authority figure. Cool. Well, it's basically, well, 2003 is interesting, and then Stone Cold comes back from, a lot of things happen here. This is a very big year to interpret Vince McMahon's psyche. Essentially, he's left with only one real star of the Attitude Era between the New Age Outlaws doing cocaine and all painkillers, Triple H, not really being a star of the Attitude Era and being so lame. Um, Vince McMahon is the biggest star of the Attitude Era. He is aware of this. In the end, he is a smart promoter. And he goes, I need to keep people remembering the Attitude Era. I was the biggest star of the Attitude Era. I'll just do what I did in the Attitude Era times a million. Get me a one-legged man. I'm going to beat him up is basically what happens. And it's very interesting in that, um, how do I say this? Because he's so distracted, there is some amazing matches and some amazing feuds that aren't anything Vince McMahon would put on his television, a la SmackDown 6, all of that sort of stuff. He's also just got to be distracted. Nothing would make Vince McMahon angrier than losing the F from WWF. That's a total rebrand. That is a problem. They did weather that storm very well, but 2003 is now that year where it's it's a fucking nightmare for him. Like, oh, God damn it. He's gone from this huge recognizable brand to they got to be like, ah, it's actually WWE. No, it's actually WWE. No, it's actually WWE. To the point, by the way, that he... That's true. Because Vince is crazy and he embraces things, the WWE now is not even called World Wrestling Entertainment. It's literally just the WWE. Like, if you've noticed that, they never say World Wrestling Entertainment. It's literally just the WWE. Yeah, because he used to love saying World Rustling Federation, but now that's off the table. And the other thing is, I was thinking about is the WWE essentially is just living off the legacy of the WWF. Like everything we liked about wrestling happens in the WWF, and the WWE is just remember this guy. Well, he's he's fucking back now. Yeah, he's cool though. Like remember this? That that was a thing. Like the wrestling product now, especially in the last few years, has been remember Barry fucking overdose. But 2003 is a very interesting year for a variety of reasons. The WrestleMania is arguably the greatest WrestleMania for wrestling fans. The in-ring quality of that, particularly Nathan Jones, phenomenal. Nathan Jones, another great <laughs> example of Vince McMahon saw a photo of a beefcake and went, I bring him to me. And then they were like, this guy can't walk, nor can he read. And he's like, that's not a problem. And The Undertaker had to be like, no, this guy's so bad. I'm going to do a handicap match and I'm going to win. And they were like, sure. Um, but Vince McMahon just makes the product so much about himself. He's also not on Raw. He's on SmackDown, which weirdly I guarantee he wouldn't like. He has to go and parlay with Steve uh, with Steve Austin to bring him back in, which he's not going to like. 2003 is the year Vince McMahon has to eat a lot of crow, but because he's a crate at this point, like at this point, if Vince McMahon's life was apocalypse now and he is both Martin Sheen and Marlon Brando, this is the arrive at the temple he's dressed all in black and he beheads the chef part like this is where vince mcmahon is full tilt cocaine crazy time to like yeah he keeps on trying to evolve his character rather than just writing it off television because it's gone too far but don't worry guys there's still a three solid years left of vince mcmahon being like how much crazier can i get but now i can't now that i now we've decided to be pg so we kind of have to go the other way. Because you remember, like, I watched the Royal Rumble from this year, and it was like, John Cena comes down to the ring, does a long, rambling, uh, quote-unquote, freestyle. I say quote-unquote because I think it was written beforehand. But it's like all his freestyles were like, 
I'm in the match. These people are no match for me. I'm going to show you macaque. Macaque is huge. Yeah. Like that's every everything was just a long rambling thing about his opponent and then either calling his opponent gay or saying like I'm going to shove my fucking cock in your ass and that is straight when I do it because it's in a wrestling ring. My name Thank is John much. Cena and I'm here to say stuff is okay, I guess. I'm not really sure that's that way. All right. But it is like it does hit that like really good um heel thing where it is pr- super cringy but it's like they start this is the year also where they where they figure out cena is good at portraying a white rapper and also they're like okay well maybe he can also be cool which is like obviously where they fucked up and now and then everyone hated him for 10 years before now where it's like what are we gonna do he's been here too long <laughs> like, yeah there's whatever, a bunch of things fine. that are done in this time that are interesting in that John Cena does sort is sort of the breakout star, but John Cena is also very much positioned in a good way to be the breakout star. Do you understand what I, like you know what I mean? He's a lot more because like what you said because he came up with his own character and is like seemingly one of the last people to do that. But luckily, the person that found it wasn't a writer; it was Stephanie McMahon herself. So it, she feels personally responsible for his success which i do think plays a lot into it is that a mcmahon found him instead of someone else even though he's so he's great like he's a great wrestler but like a mcmahon found him so they probably feel personally personally aligned with his success because they just throw themselves into everything like vince throws himself into every single angle in some way um but let's talk about generalities here uh january 8th apparently vincent goldberg met for the first time IRL, which must have been amazing because it was just Vince bench pressing, and then Goldberg was like, "What am I? Is this about a contract?" And he just went, "Say it's more than you lift. Say it's fucking more than you lift." How long do you think it took for them to sit down, and that neither one of them would sit down first? (laughs) First one to sit gets cucked. Uh, I don't. I think they did the whole entire meeting standing. And uh, but Goldberg took off his jacket, so Vince took off his suit jacket, and then Goldberg took off his shirt, so Vince took off his shirt, and then they were completely nude. And then Goldberg signed the contract in his cum, and Vince signed his contract in more cum. But some of the cum was like Gerald Briscoe's cum, because he always has spare cum in case someone nuts more than him. Um, it's again, I'm fascinated because Bill Goldberg, according to everyone, is just. A nice man, and it must have been so weird for him to be like, "All right, let's talk about business." And they're like, "Um, no, I don't know, man. I think it's like, I guess he's a nice guy, but like they always, everyone always has to bend to what Vince wants, and it does make sense in some ways. But like, we'll talk about it over the year. But they fuck up, they fuck up Goldberg because it's like, and I understand why because he's a poor fit for wrestling in the new millennium because. Wrestling in the new millennium is all about we got two hours, we got three hours to fill. Fucking go out there. Just start saying shit. We just got to say some stuff until a Skittles ad comes in. Versus wrestling in the 80s and even in the 90s where it's like we got an hour, go kill somebody. This promo can be four seconds if it needs to be. Yeah, that's an interesting point. It's also an odd... I just want to talk about the Goldberg thing in that... Again, I don't actually understand why they ever brought Goldberg in. From a Vince McMahon perspective, he is the he is totally synonymous with WCW. There's nothing about him that they can lay claim to, and yet Vince brings him in. But like the invasion's done, there's no reason to like Scott Steiner's another one where I'm like, why bring him? Is it just because they're like Triple H is like, I could beat him? Like, what? Just from your opinion, what is the Vince McMahon pragmatic business sense in this moment of bringing Goldberg in in this moment. All right. So I always think about this. I don't always think about it. I actually think about very balanced things. But I think about this. All right. So friend, let's say there's two, there's new episodes of Friends twice a week. And one of them's on NBC and one of them's ABC. Let's just say this. There's a TV show. It doesn't have to be Friends, but whatever. Friends is a good example. So, for some reason, Friends decides we got to freshen up Friends. 
So what we're going to do is take half the stars from Friends, and they're only on NBC. You can only watch those people on NBC. You can only watch Ross and Rachel on NBC. And then you can watch Joey, Chandler, and Monica on ABC. Wouldn't both networks be pissed off? And I guarantee that's what happens, where it's like, okay, we're doing a brand split. And then Spike TV was like, why the fuck don't you have any of your new stars? Like, we have, like, Triple H and stone cold that's great but like why is kurt angle over here and why is brock we want all the star power we can possibly have and upn probably did the exact same thing where it's like why the fuck isn't stone cold on smackdown why isn't the rock on smackdown the show's called smackdown so it's just like oh okay well the rock isn't on uh smackdown anymore or sorry like maybe uh kurt angle isn't on smackdown but we have fucking goldberg so it's just like bringing in new stars constantly so that you can justify having the brand split, which I, it does freshen up the product, and they have so many fucking wrestlers that so many great wrestlers. Like I, when I watched this Royal Rumble, it was like this is this might be the best roster they ever has, two thousand three, because you have Batista and Cena coming up. Um, I think Ra- Randy Orton's this year. I think he starts in. Of course, he gets an evolution. Like he makes a name for himself the next year, but this is like the best roster they ever have because you have Jr's final year of talent relations paying off essentially with the fucking four people lesnar uh lesnar batista cena and orton and you have everyone from wcw who actually liked to wrestle and was good at wrestling because they shed all the guys who were bad at wrestling they shed nash they shed hall they shed uh well hogan's still in this year hogan's an amazing wrestler not that hall and nash aren't amazing wrestlers too but I think the point of this year is, for some reason, Vince McMahon feels the need to be like, and it's funny because it is on SmackDown. Because So he's like, all right, Raw has, he goes to Spike TV and goes, Raw has Stone Cold, Raw has Austin, Raw has The Rock when he comes back, Raw has Goldberg, Raw has Triple H. So you have like a nucleus of the people that made for the most lucrative time in wrestling history, plus the main star from WCW, and what does SmackDown have? Don't worry, guys. I'll be on SmackDown. <laughs> I think you're 100% right. The SmackDown <laughs> also had The Rock at certain points of the year. Oh, no, The Rock then transitions. Yeah, they just... Sorry, they just ignore that, too. Like, that's another... Th- this is when they pay the most allegiance to the brand split, but it's also, like, sometimes they're like, the fucking... The Rock showed up. Fuck off. Yeah, sh- fu- fuck you. Um, yeah, it's, again... Especially the early half of this year is... And the run-up to WrestleMania, again, we're, I know we're going month to month, as we always do, but it's again, it's this interesting time of also, Vince is in a big flux. JR is slowly transitioning out of the talent relations role. OVW is totally working. He still has remnants of that amazing team around the Attitude Era in Ross and Cornette that are still working out. Jim Ross is transitioning out. And what I always found is interesting is, creatively put Stephanie in charge. This is still the time when Shane... McMahon believes he's being groomed to, t- to be the chairman of the board or the CEO, whatever position Linda has, is he's being groomed for that. And Shane is not put in charge of talent relations, which I actually think he would have been pretty good at. It's John Laurinaitis is slowly moving into that role who, uh, and like, it's again, talent relations is a difficult role. You're going to make a lot of people pissed off. Everyone's pretty nice to JR about it. No one likes John Laurinaitis. Like everyone thinks that guy's an ass, and Vince picks him because Vince has been told that this guy is a corporate guy from New Japan and WCW. He fits more in the role that Vince wants, which is like an in shape loud man, as opposed to Jim Ross, who's like, uh, I would run, but that's going to get in the way of me finishing this cigarette. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go sit quietly and think about uh, how better to describe a clothesline. And fuck you, Jim. Yeah, Jim Ross treats it like he's a he's a football coach. So it's like this weird thing where he treats everyone with more respect because, like, even when he says someone they're fired, he's like, "Well, Hoss, you got you got got to ramble on to the Dallas Cowboys now because the New York Giants don't want you anymore." And he's like, "What?" And he's like, "I'm in a vat of barbecue sauce trying to drink my way out. Can you get diabetes from thinking about it too much?" Yeah. Uh, hello, doctor. This is Jim Ross. I just want to let you know, every day my boss farts in my mouth. Is that bad for your body? <laughs> but this is a year if you thought 2002 was fun we start the year off with january the royal rumble um brock lesnar wins the royal rumble 
Vince McMahon has vowed to derail Hulkamania and to finally crush Hulkamania. And create McMahonomania, which I always enjoyed, by the way, that they waited this long to bring in McMahonmania. I, I, and I got to tell you, not a lot of people love this time. I love Hulk Hogan v. Vince McMahon. I think it works so well. I think it's probably the truest behavior Vince has... Because I guarantee Vince genuinely believes without me... Terry would just be another Florida racist cruising the beach looking for married women. I made him a star. <laughs> and Hulk Hogan genuinely believes that like Vince should li- Vince should every day kiss my actual penis because I'm the reason he has such a big house. I just think, I mean, I think everyone will probably agree with this one. I just think that it's like Hulk Hogan and Vince is like an announcer, so it should have been a proxy. Vince should have been like, I have this guy, he's going to beat you up. And then Hogan overcomes that guy barely. Not like, <laughs> me, stick, you, also, I'm as strong as you now. Yeah, that, and but but in the context of wrestling at this time, it I kind of like that they're like, well, listen, Hulk Hogan's a super old man and Vince McMahon's a crazy fuck. They're kind of on the same level. I kind of I kind of get it, to be honest with you. It's just that you shouldn't then have Hogan beating other people doing other things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if they're going to be both managers, they should both be managers. Like, if Hulk Hogan was someone's manager and it was like, oh, he's super injured, he's coming out of retirement, can Hulk Hogan even move? He's going to face Vince McMahon, who's like... By the way, Vince McMahon in this year is... Ooh, baby, is he juicy. This guy is. T- this guy fired Scott Steiner and said, leave the steroids. Yeah, yeah. He said, Scott, what are you taking? Scott told him, and he was like, you're fired for doing that, but. I'll take double of that. Yeah, I'm going to take double of that and do all of the workouts. Like, there's a very funny TMZ sports, like, that where they do that TMZ interrupt, and they it's Stephanie and Triple H, and they're like, do you work out with Vince McMahon? And you can see in their eyes, like, their faces are so honest of like, absolutely not no he's crazy like because i could only imagine his workout is i assume he's completely naked he's shitting and lifting at the same time and just the weirdest mute like put on put on jingle bell rock on repeat (laughs) yeah he's hired people to fart so he can laugh because that burns because that makes it harder to lift yeah (laughs) i'm fucking strong but like Dude, you look at this. Look at him in any of the matches this year, and his traps are fucking insane. Like, it's a weird thing where, like, he's kind of jokingly in good shape. He's in good shape, obviously, in 98, and you could always see that he was a buff dude growing up. Like, he's in good shape when he comes out against Austin, but it's like, in those five years, keep in mind this man is 58 years old. He is just fucking shredded now it's bodybuilder shredded because like i don't know about his lulus though he never put he never he never wears tights to show his legs which makes me think oh he's but that that means he's done the classic bodybuilder move all upper body no lower body oh yeah who gives a shit about legs there's a guy online who does a thing where he just uh does he posts his workout and it's just six types of bench and then he just shows a picture of him giving the finger to a leg press machine (laughs) that's what we're (laughs) <laughs> he just does bench. He does bench four times a week and arms three times. YOLO. That guy's fucking cool as shit. That guy's me now. Is that you now? <laughs> yeah, that's me now. So here's a fun thing. Um, Kurt Angle beat Chris Benoit in a submission match. And uh, you what was on the line there? Hello, huh? Do you know what was on the line there? No, I do not know what was on the line there. What was on the line? That was one of our family lives match. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, it was a one of our family gets to live match. It was pretty good. Um, here's a question for you. Um, when in the year do you think Vince McMahon found out about the one-legged wrestler? I just I'm obsessed with this so much because all I can think of is the day that they explained to him what a one-legged per- like. I guarantee Vince was like, "Wait, so the parents didn't kill it?" And they're like, uh, "No, it's a him." <laughs> uh, and he, and like he's like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah,", yeah. but so. Did he cut off his own leg to fight someone with it? And it's like, no, it's a genetic disorder. And he's like, but he's weak. We can't have him in the WWE. And they're like, no, you can't actually. Know. Like, it must have been months of discussion. Yeah, he probably was like, well, he has one leg, eh? Yeah. What did he do wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nothing wrong. No, he did something wrong. Find out what he did wrong. <laughs> and then if it's something that's not carnal in nature, hire him. Yeah. 
Um, he kept keeps looking at Shane. If I had done that to you, you would have turned out better. <laughs> look at him overcome things. And that's another crazy thing where it's like, I don't know, man. Vince McMahon in that match is like fucking The Undertaker. I understand he's got one leg, but it's like, at what point are these... You have to have, like, classification... Wrestling works great when there's, like, classifications of characters, and that's why it's... If you watch wrestling for a while, it's like, well, is this dude a wrestler, a manager, or a ref? And those are, like, the three real types. And obviously, within those... Within wrestler, there's many deviations, but it's like a wrestler, if they hit a ref, the ref explodes. A wrestler, if they hit a manager, the manager explodes. A manager, if they hit a ref, the ref is down for a bit, right? Those are the three things, and then what you're doing this year is you're having Vince McMahon, who everyone thought was a manager, is now just like beating up wrestlers. Yeah. So like, what the fuck? And that was the problem with all the McMahons. It was like Shane, who's a manager goes fucking blow for blow with Kurt Angle. This was a couple of years ago at this point, of course. So it's like, is Shane a manager now? Because they switch between him being a manager where it's like you hit Shane and Shane's dead. And like, oh, him and Rob Van Dam had a 45-minute long match and Shane was real close to winning. Well, Shane's an interesting one in that they kind of do build into the like, Shane don't give a fuck. Like, Shane, like... Oh, most wrestlers will go off the turnbuckle. Shane's hired a helicopter. He's jumping out of the helicopter and shooting himself yeah. in the face, knowing that the skull fragments will go in your eyes and you'll be hurt. Even though Jeff Hardy's like, Jeff Hardy just did a swanton onto a bunch of nails. Get the camera off that because Shane is going to drink milk after the expiry date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shane, Shane is shitting in a urinal. We need four cameras. Uh, Matthew, Matt and Jeff Hardy both just merged into one being of sentient love and have actually created a, um, a one-state... Uh, resolution to the Israel-Palestine problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't involve Shane McMahon, though. Let's go back to Shane McMahon yeah. shitting in a urinal. Gah! Shane had too much Frank's Red Hot, and due to the fact that Vince banned spicy foods growing up, he's having a, quite a hard time digesting it. And we do understand that Jeff Hardy has achieved the singularity and then fought one to the death. Yeah. Just to fight one a robot to the death, he achieved the singularity. Um, but Shane does have diarrhea. We will be switching. Yeah. As you said, this WrestleMania is a is a weird one. No, it's one of the best. It's got everything you need for a good WrestleMania. Limp Biscuit, Nathan Jones. Yo. I would it's say it's got everything from <laughs> two years ago. Limp Biscuit, The Rock. I'm kidding. I mean, yeah, Steve Austin nearly dies the night before. Like, this is crazy. Steve Austin, and I, to yeah. this day, he describes what he was putting in his body because he was so jacked up and worried about this match because Steve Austin, if anything, is just a – he's a man from Texas who's going to compete who's too close to Vince McMahon, so he knows if he fucks up, like, Vince is going to be prank-calling him for the rest of his life. Um, so Steve Austin is basically drinking pots of coffee and – two to three energy drinks between workouts and working out twice a day. So he basically wakes up in the middle of the night and is like, oh, I'm dying. Goes to the fucking hospital. Um, they think he may be like, he's like, oh, I'm about to have a heart attack. They're like, um, oh, you're having a heart attack. Wait, have you been drinking two pots of coffee and, a month, and like eight monster energy drinks? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, oh, we didn't know that that was a thing you could actually do. That's what it is. Also, don't do that. Like that will kill you. And he's like, mm, I don't think it will kill me, though. Yeah, my mom told me she's working at a freight company, and the, for so for Christmas, like some of the guys on the dock, I have to do like twenty four to thirty six hours straight. And uh, she told me there was a guy who showed up at work and was like, "I'm ready for my thirty six hour shift. I'm gonna make so much fucking money doing overtime." He had five Red Bulls in twenty minutes, and then thirty minutes later, he checked himself into a hospital. <laughs> 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 it was like Homer eating that pasta bar. In The Simpsons, we're like, hmm, poison control. Like, exactly the same. I, uh, I I knew a guy who he once drove something. It was something like Edmonton to Montreal in Canada in one shot, which is days. He's like, I, didn't, I just stopped for gas and energy drinks. And I was like, what was that like? And he was like, I uh, got out of the car, walked into my aunt's house, took a shit that was neon green in nature, and slept for two days. And I was like... <laughs> Yeah, man, honestly, and uh, it's a good thing this is not a podcast that's listened to anyone except a, a, a gaggle of cum monkeys, but 
sometimes I like think about energy drinks. I'm like, man, why don't you just do a bit of blow? You know what I mean? Of course, <laughs> man. Why don't you do both? Why don't you just do a key, Why don't you just do a key bump? But you have a timer that's like every hour I got to do a key bump. You know? I mean, it's again, it's one of those things. What's crazy about energy drinks in general, and I've said this before, is nothing that's made of chemicals tastes more like chemicals than energy drinks. Like. They have yet to figure out how an energy drink tastes refreshing as opposed to it just makes you go like, ooh. Yeah, the fun thing about energy drinks, it's like you'll see athletes pretty much endorse anything except for energy drinks. When it comes to energy drinks, it's like this guy from NASCAR who just got caught for vehicular manslaughter is uh, telling you to drink Monster or like Steven Seagal had his own that I'm sure was just like, uh, Steven, you just poured a bunch of sugar inside an old gas can. Yeah, but uh, drink it. I wish Steven Seagal is talked about more because Steven Seagal for being truly one of the craziest people that's ever been in the limelight. Like just read about because Steven Seagal hosted Saturday Night Live and the sketches he pitched, the only man that would enjoy them is Vincent Kennedy McMahon. One of them is he's a doctor who fucks who fucks the patient and the patient likes that. That's that was the sketch. Well, that's why I like every single. There's a very good podcast called Behind the Bastards that does a bunch of episodes on Steven Seagal. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Real piece of shit. Yeah, and uh, basically, like that's why all his movies he like never is in any jeopardy. It's very funny because like if you look at Steven Seagal versus like John Claude Van Damme, John Claude Van Damme. And all these other action stars have a lot more staying power in the limelight because even though they are both Steven Seagal and Van Damme are both like kind of shitty actors, Van Damme will seem in peril at points and he like hulks up versus Steven Seagal is very much the Steven Seagal is Triple H and John Claude Van Damme is the rock. You know what I mean? Like Van Damme knows you got to fall down a couple times that way when you get up it means something whereas uh, he's just like well I just win and honestly that plays really well into what we're about to talk about this Wrestlemania down almost 300,000 buys it's a super low buy rate for Wrestlemania Uh, 560,000 down 280,000 from the previous year and all the star power they have on this is insane they have Hogan versus McMahon in a street fight the Rock and Austin's match f- rules. Uh, that match fucking match. rules. Oh, Rock and Austin? Yeah, it's great. Oh, uh, no, Rock and Austin. And Ho- I'm going to say this Hogan McMahon is amazing. And also, Piper comes back in. Piper, by the way, had already filmed his appearance on. Um, that Yeah, the, the show where he talked a bunch of shit. Yeah, the HBO show where he's like, I'll be dead before 65. And oh boy, was he right. It's the same HBO oh, yeah. Real Sports where Vince McMahon is asked about dead wrestlers and he blames the journalist and knocks his paper out of his hands. It's truly the best appearance Vince McMahon's ever made in the media. We're literally asked about dead wrestlers and he goes, oh, like, I mean, so fucked. Wait, wait, they're dead. They have no families. Um. The, You'll be dead I too, you little fuck. Armin Katayan, where, I hope that's with Armin Katayan because he's like, Bruce Pritchard hates Armin Katayan. It's like, yeah, Armin Katayan dunked on Vince McMahon and they had editorial power. So they just like probably at some points were like, what do you think about dead wrestlers? And he was like, I like that they are dead. <laughs> I was like, well, the last one was a promo in ring, but it really checks out. He probably said that. Oh, it's it's so fucking amazing. It's amazing. But we got to, yeah. Um, it's amazing that, by the way, they also didn't vet, because they didn't know Roddy Piper was in that documentary at all. And it's one of those things where it's like, you would ask, what are the other wrestlers you're getting? If you, they're like, oh, we're talking to Roddy Piper and he's not currently contracted to your company. If I'm Vince McMahon, I'm going to be like, okay, um, I have to go to the bathroom and then immediately leave and not air. Because you know, like, Roddy's not going to be complimentary. Like, Roddy Piper is many things, and not liking anyone in power is most of those things. Hi, I'm I'm Roderick Piper. My dad treated me like a toilet, and then I left at 12 and slept on the streets until I met a nice woman who was okay with me sleeping with a lot of guns next to the bed. I fear all authority. <laughs> hey, why does your husband show up at 4 a.m. yelling, They're out to get me! They're just outside! Well, my husband doesn't cheat. Does he, Linda? <laughs> like, that's for sure what Roddy Piper's uh, wife was just thinking, where it's like, well, he might. I might wake up with a gun in my mouth sometimes, but he never cheats. Never cheat. He never cheats, and he... 
you, I'll tell you who can make a fucking Monte Cristo sandwich. That's Roddy Piper right there. <laughs> All right, so let's take this. Let's take this fucking dick out of our pants because Sean, Sean Michaels, Hulk Hogan beats Vince McMahon in a street fight barely. And what would happen usually in a feud? What would happen usually is uh, one guy would be like, "Hey, I lost the feud. We'll move on." Or I got really beaten down. Vince McMahon did. But for some reason, went toe to toe with who we booked as our strongest man for a while. Let's do this. Nope. Vince McMahon benches Hulk Hogan. He comes back as Mr. America because why would this feud end? Vince McMahon, by the way, wins every single feud this year that he's in. Of course, he wins all of them. He went, yeah, because he he's won the biggest feud against WCW. But Ted Turner wouldn't wouldn't show up in Greenwich, Connecticut, to literally join the Kiss My Ass Club. So he has to make up for that by running the fuck around. Um. Just getting We're it going. The suck my taint club, Ted. Yeah, I only remember. Ted, Linda's never even seen my perineum. Ted, I would be a double billionaire, but I spent a billion dollars figuring out how to give someone dementia. I've given you dementia. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna forget Jane, and I'm gonna remember her. <laughs> so uh, Hogan comes out with under a hood as Mister America. This leads to Hulk Hogan being. Very, very upset. Oh, I should mention this. Sorry. The end of the financial year is April 30th. This is the worst year in WWE's history. They lost just over $19 million. It's the first year the company loses money since 1997. Can you ask me, how the fuck did they lose $19 million? Like, how did they not lose during the WWF New York. It was WWF New York. How, like... Yes. That's fucking crazy. Uh, and by the way, it's called The World, and it's so nuts that that's how much money yep. they lost on that fucking thing. Well, they liqui- they had to liquidate a bunch of assets, probably, and everyone was like, I'm not fucking buying that. Yeah, it was eventually bought by, uh, whatchamafuckin'call-it, the Hard Rock Cafe, I believe. Yeah, and the Hard Rock Cafe itself, not a very uh, good franchise. Although, Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada... I forget what hotel it was. I was staying in some shitty hotel, and they had a channel that was just the opening of the Hard Rock Cafe in Niagara Falls over and over again, and it was just Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar walking that beautiful goddamn aisle, baby. I mean, the Hard Rock Cafe, when I I still want Hard Rock Cafe t-shirts. Like It's one of those things where I'm like, man, those are sick, though. Hard Rock Cafe t-shirt, oversized jean jacket, backwards Kangol hat. That's what John Hastings loves to wear. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's... The T-shirt is also tucked the fuck into some jeans. Yeah, so you can so everyone can see the fucking button of your hot Levi's. <laughs> May uh, May first, Vince is pissed because Hogan turns out of the mask of Mister America. May twenty second, Zach Gowan appears, stating he wants to wrestle in WWE, and Vince calls and the police and has him arrested because he has no contract. I mean, this is the best thing. This is something Vince McMahon has wanted to do to all disabled people for years. Arrest him. <laughs> yeah that's why vince will do a lot of angles but he'll never have a nazi that's portrayed as evil no they no they had some they had some fun good points yeah i'm not talking about the animal rights ha, uh, ha, ha. Put, within reason think about it vince mcmahon when he was pitched the royal rumble literally said yeah how the world should be like that's how he thinks the world should just whoever has the most gets to win yeah vince mcmahon's a monster this is fun because uh, he beats Hulk Hogan, Vince McMahon does, in an arm wrestling contest. We should mention as well, this is when Sable was brought oh, back in 2003. Yeah. And she is Vince McMahon's beautiful assistant. Another, each year, essentially, he gets to have a new and fun uh, lady who... The the most tra- the newest and hottest commodity in the company, who's a woman, uh, is his assistant, and he's gonna fuck her. That's all. That's his story. And from the year sick. 2000, about 2000 to about 2005, there was a segment on one of the shows where the woman is like, "I have to wear a bikini for an unknown reason." All right, let me go. And then he sees. There's yeah. There's always a segment where it's like. Oh, you're a nice real boyfriend, but I have to suck off Vince. Yeah. This is not a storyline. And he's like, that's right. See, it's a, I figured out if I cheat on Linda on camera, it's for business. I assume he just shows that to Linda at Christmas dinner every year. Let's watch it again, Lynn. <laughs> 
But he's a super creep. But it wouldn't it be better if he was like always trying to hit on these women and that they were always grossed out? Wouldn't it be better if if the seventy year old was not in TV or in charge of a media company because all of his ideas are terrible? Like there's a there's a lot of things that would be better. The number one would of course be Vince stops it. Stop it, Vince. John Laurinaitis is of course the head of talent relations. He is tasked legendary story with finding a one legged wrestler. He signs the wrong one legged wrestler because he sees Zach Gowan, the one legged wrestler he was talking about. Uh, wrestling on TNA that night and they have to be like sorry man and fire him I love it which says a lot about the company where it's like if you hire the wrong guy most companies would be like well we'll give you a couple matches WWE's like get the hell out of here and by the way I called all the cabs so they're occupied you have to walk home yeah hit the bricks loser Um, like I mean this is just a necessary shame shame yeah Crawl home, please. <laughs> yeah. And I'm taking all your money for wasting my time. Um, uh, hey, guys, I'm trying to find my prosthetic leg. Oh, yeah, we burned it. Yeah. Well, as you'll see, uh, Balls Mahoney is using it in a stick it up his ass so there's poo on it, Matt. <laughs> Why would With that? himself. Why? Yeah, he's just in, the, he's just in the ring. Camera's on. Welcome to Spike TV. so much. I can feel the tearing in my throat. I can feel it in my throat. <laughs> June 17th, they finally acquire their wrestler the rights to the ECW video library. And June 24th is when Vince has his fun appearance on Real Sports, as you outlined. So here's what he says. Here's some direct quotes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give me. I was going to ask. Let's get some fucking quotes going. Give it to me. Come on. Come on. I think that lifestyle in the 80s could probably be attributable to the way people are acting today, he said. Most of us, the smart ones, grew up and grew out of it. A lot of individuals, unfortunately, passed away. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. You're addicted to drugs. That is your fault. I am not addicted to drugs. I am a winner. No one fucking look at me in the eyes. Yeah. Company culture is not a thing. Shut up. I would accept no responsibility uh, for the untimely death. None whatsoever. He looks at the host. You've got a look on your face like, gee, Vince, how could you say that? At which point, McMahon starts making childish faces and voices and attempted out of nowhere to slap leaflet of folders out of the hands. (laughs) It's the best thing I've ever Uh, seen in my life. I love it so much. He is remarkably... He is remarkably lacking poise for someone who has such a large company like it's crazy how little poise this man has where it's like scott coker who is the matchmaker for bellator mixed martial arts put a fight in between two street fighters one kimbo slife and one guy named dada 5000 both men died dada 5000 was brought back to life he was legally dead for seven minutes as a result of the fight kimbo slice actually did die so essentially he killed two people in a fight no one cares vince mcmahon <laughs> on real he, scott mccorkle but yeah we made a mistake and then he'd give some money to like a company and things would be shit but vince mcmahon if p- both people died he'd be like okay the funeral don't bury them i'll pin them both in the ring just so someone alive gets the heat from the match one two I win. <laughs> July 3rd, SmackDown. Vince showed footage that proved Mr. America was Hulk Hogan and fired him. Yes. Now, there's there's some conjecture. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. There's some conjecture, by the way, that that tape was always recorded insur- for insurance because they knew at some point Hulk Hogan would just quit because he's a bitch, baby. And it's I 100% agree with it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... Hogan is pissed because he has to be Miss America, Mr. America. He's being made fun of. Like a lot of these, like Hogan's still super over, but they won't. It's so funny because WWE now uses Hogan the way he should have been, which is like an ambassador. He comes in. There's some shitty heel who they're not going to use. He comes in. I shouldn't say now. It's like they use him. In a couple of years, they use him. His 2005 and six run is how they should use him. Some heels who you don't give a shit about, some like lower card heel is being a dick. He comes out, Hulk Hogan beats him up. It's something flex, that Paul flex, Heyman gone. has pointed out about Vince McMahon is because Vince McMahon is very old, he's vi- he has a hard time 
putting older wrestlers he remembers being younger than him in the role of sort of the old and aged Bruno Sammartino like living legend role because it's basically like I'm now hiring a crow to remind me how old I am. That's interesting. Um, And it's it's a fascinating sort of thing in that – and this is where you really see it in that this Hulk Hogan run, the only person that basically can beat him is Vince because Vince is like, well, I'm older, so of course I could beat this young whippersnapper. And then Hogan's like, someone help me out of the tub. So this is almost like a Hogan-level move, but McMahon uh, actually gets rid of Hogan because Hogan's upset with the way he's being booked. So you want you want to know what happens? He moves on to a match with Zach Allen, and he beats Zach Allen. I mean, it's and the best. Like, this, but by the way, I guarantee Vince McMahon looks fondly on 2003 because this is the this is the year he gets to do whatever he wants. His daughter is in charge of creative. He they've now yeah. moved pretty much to scripted promos. He can do he can do and say whatever he wants. He can act the way he wants. It's fucking fascinating. That is very 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 correct too, because it's like everyone else is scripted. So the only guy that can go off book and essentially seem like he's good off the cuff is Vince McMahon. So Vince McMahon seems so natural. He's just out there reading and reacting to whatever's happening. The Rock is like this, too. The The Rock is just reading and reacting. You can see this during Goldberg's debut. Um, but Vince and everybody. And then, you know, you got fucking Edge out there going, Christian, you may be my brother. But you're not my brother, man. And everyone cheers, kind of. I'm, I'm cheering. Yeah, it's really good. And then it's like, they do it with Goldberg, too. And you can see Goldberg. All Goldberg should have done, and I know that this is so many people just do this revisionist thing, but all Goldberg should have done is be like, who's next? You're next. Spear the Rock. But like the Goldberg takes a second because he clearly is like, you can't just say who's next and spear him. You have to like take a second. I don't know. It's like just bend on your general formula where it's now now you look at where WWE is now and it's like they're trying to find new formulas. It's like over the years you've just like issued all these different formulas that have been handed to you and now you have to start from scratch in a weird way whereas, whereas the how your show is should have evolved but it never did because you just scripted everything and wanted everything to be your idea that you can trademark. Yeah, and again, this is control because Vince McMahon has seen in very quick years, he was the king of the world to now he's, it's it's back to also Rand and he can't blame it on WCW. This is all to blame him and he can't. That's very true. He can't fucking control it. He can't do anything. Also, speaking of control, can we take a break and come back? Because we're already 40. Oh yeah, I gotta pee. We're 40 something minutes in. So let's go have pisses, come back and okay. do the rest of the year. The piss and a jack. Yeah, jack we jack pit we jack off so much that when we jack off we piss. That's how fucking big our loads are. So, <laughs> um, all right, breakies, and then we come back and we finish the year that is 2003. I'm gonna guarantee you that Vince McMahon remembers loving this year. This is a year he gets to yell at journalists, he gets to beat a disabled person and Hulk Hogan, and um, the only person he can he gets to yell at one of his kids in a professional setting. This is the year he's always wanted. Oh, this is like he's. Lost $20 million, but in his mind, he spent $20 million to beat Hulk Hogan and beat up a one-legged guy. And then what we'll get to, choke his fucking daughter with a pipe. Cool. Oh, or as we know, what Dylan does to himself during the break. Speak to you after the break. I've been uh, I've been, sl- I've been putting a cup on my skin mound where my dick is, so it actually makes my cock bigger. That's the start of this ad. Oh, Please go to patreon.com backslash wrestler review <laughs> and, donate, and donate to us. $5 gets you exclusive access to our Patreon feed and episodes ahead of time. For $25, you can select a wrestler to review. One guy did Buck Zumoff, who's a pedophile rapist, and we still reviewed him. God damn it. We have no allegiances. Go to Patreon to hear the Buck Zoomoff episode, also known as the time where two friends are pushed to the fucking edge. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review or rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. Throw yourself out a fucking window. Who gets a shit? I'm a bad boy. I'm a bad boy. Are you a bad boy? Ooh. Welcome to 
wrestling's number one gimp podcast. Mm. Me and John are in all leather. Yeah. The microphones are on the zippers that cover our mouths. We're going to suffocate and we're going to jack it. Yeah. Remember from Pulp Fiction? <laughs> yeah, I remember. I think the first part of the song you got right, but the second part, um, maybe watch it again there, buddy. Uh, did you know this? Did you know Sable was on the was the entire cover of SummerSlam? Isn't that fun? I did know that. Uh, I also know that uh, Brock Lesnar saw that and went mine, and everyone was like the poster, and he went no, and they were like, oh okay. <laughs> Brock Lesnar versus Vince McMahon with Kurt Angle, and uh, Brock passed out. Vince ordered. Uh, a word angle to count the one two three he refused and called for help instead brock kipped up hit kurt with the f5 and turned heel shaking the hand of his fans so not even brock lesnar could get a clean win over kurt angle no it's amazing or sorry over vince mcmahon yeah of course not you can't get a fucking clean win over fucking vince mcmahon Do you know how fucking powerful that guy is he's fucking powerful we should have mentioned this too royal rumble at the start of the year was when they were like, hey, Scott Steiner, WCW never pushed him. Why was that? And then Scott Steiner faced Triple H, and uh, they were like, oh, that's why. He's bad He's bad at wrestling now because his body stopped working. Don't worry, Scott Steiner, 19 years later, still wrestling. Yeah. No, sorry, 17 years later. What am I saying? Scott Steiner, by the way, uh, his Shoney's location, unfortunately, has shut down. No. It has, yeah. Well, we have to stop the podcast for two hours now and mourn this. La Resistance, which I forgot about this. They beat the Dudleys. Why does that matter? Because this is 2003. This is the Freedom Fries era, baby. This is, they were like, put a fucking couple Frenchmen on TV. Let's fucking shoot them with guns. Oh, yeah. This is, this is, yeah, because you have to remember, this is, we are marching toward the wars in Iraq. This is when, like, French people are bad. By the way, if you're an American person mm-hmm. who hates France, that means you hate the reason you have a country. The only reason America exists is because of the French Navy, both in the original Revolutionary War and the Civil War. The French are the actual reason that their America exists. And if history was remembered properly, you would also get told really fun, super American things like one of the reasons why the Nazis knew the Americans were coming in is because they demanded during D-Day to get on the radio and go, Lafayette, we are here, which is very cool and telling. But at the time, was like, please don't do that. The Nazis don't know for sure that we're here. And now they definitely do because some American guy just referenced a general from the Revolutionary War, you Yankee fucks. And they were like... Listen, man, when you got big dicks, you got to show people your head. You know what I'm saying? They're like, is that a phrase in your country? And they're oh, like, yeah. yeah. This is, of course, because France was like, uh, but they don't, I don't think they have weapons of mass destruction. And then they were like, you want a weapon of mass destruction? Bacock and your wife's ass. Everyone high-fived. War. Yeah, yeah. How the, the war in Iraq, people don't know this is how it started, which is they're like, there's weapons of mass destruction there. And the French were like, I don't believe you. And they were like, you want to fucking go? And then the French ambassador and the American ambassador full fucked in front of the entire UN. And in the middle of it, George W. Bush <laughs> snuck in and just invaded Iraq. That's how fucking crazy politics yeah. were before Trump. Yeah. And now it's like super calm and everything's fine. Yeah, everything's hot and cool. Shane interrupts. Uh, sorry, th- sorry about this. Uh, Stephanie interrupts a ceremony honoring Brock Lesnar as the new champion to announce The Undertaker will face Lesnar at no mercy. This enrages Vince McMahon and kicks off the feud between Stephanie and Vince. And I'll tell you this. The, I watched a bit of the match. I watched the pre- preview for the I Quit match between Vince and Stephanie. It's actually heart-wrenching watching Stephanie be like, my dad hit me. And you're like, why the fuck did Vince think this was a good angle like why is this fine if you haven't seen the match he chokes stephanie with a lead pipe but he does call her vince mcmahon bleeds in every match almost in 2003 because he can't wrestle so he needs to bleed (laughs) yeah it's an interesting one that um do you think that stephanie like did look at this as like well yeah he's choking me with a pipe but i choose to believe that that's how he hugs (laughs) yeah i really well, at least he's spending a bit of time with me. Yeah. Mm, it was so nice talking to him. Oh, sure, he was full nude shitting and working out to Jingle Bell Rock, but it's nice to know that he cares. <laughs> but this is the closest, yes, they've ever been to actually having a dinner. <laughs> this is for sure. But 
this is the other thing where it's like it's not like Vince and Vince is beating up his daughter for for a while on TV here. Oh yeah, and it's his and favorite thing he's ever. He's the manager of Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar is near the top of the card, so Vince McMahon. And th- I mean that's right because Brock. This is also the first time Vince just fucking shoves someone down everyone's throat, and I think people forget that is that Brock Lesnar is the first guy. He's getting Goldberg chance. People, he is impressive and he's amazing. I don't want to say he isn't. He's a, he's phenomenal in the ring. That is kind of mully, mulled because, or sorry, mucked up, mucked up because he gets such a crazy super push so quickly. But Brock Lesnar is the first guy that Vince goes. Uh, we're the WWE now. The F is out, so there is no failure. This guy's gonna be a star no matter fucking what. Fuck the fans. I don't care how. I don't care how much they like RVD. This guy's gonna fucking do it. And not that that's a bad choice. I'm just saying, it worked out in this case, and it worked out in Triple H's case somehow. No, it didn't. It did not work out in Triple H's case. Everyone, it did not. It worked yeah, out. With, it worked out with Brock in the second way. But Brock was, again, look at all the numbers. It's not like Bro- like Brock should have been an attraction in that. Like, look at this fucking guy. Brock became an attraction when he went to the UFC, and everyone was like. That's sick, though. Yeah, well, the thing is, Brock now is better than Brock then for one simple reason. You look at these matches, and it's like, this is a child. Like, he has a baby face, an insane baby face, Brock Lesnar does. Yeah. But he can't be a baby face because he's got a huge back tattoo that says, like, fuck, coming out yeah. of the dragon. He mouth. can't be, yeah, he can't be a baby face for a few reasons. All of them have to do with his personality and vibe. Like, you're like, oh, who's yeah. in charge of this? Re- like, who's in charge of wrestling? It's like, uh, it's that guy. And they're like, that guy looks like a monster. And it's like, that you don't even know the fucking half of it, man. <laughs> yeah, so. Obviously, Vince chokes out Stephanie with a pipe. Linda throws in the towel, and then Vince um, gets Sable to eat Linda out. Uh, and Linda says, "Well, you're not good at that either, are you, darling?" Then they both fire her in the ring, and that's how uh, the pay per view ends. I don't remember that happening that way, huh? We must have different memories. November sixth, we get a a he Vince sticks his toe in the pool of something that will later happen, which is Vince proclaimed that a higher power has chosen him to bury the Undertaker. Oh, yeah. This is leading up till Survivor Series. It's down 110000 from the previous year. The buy rate was 450000 And Team A... Sorry, uh, who cares about this stuff? We're not... We're just going to read the... Um, I, I'm going to say this, and I know what you... I actually think that the, the, K, the Undertaker... McMahon buried alive match which leads to Kane burying the Undertaker alive is phenomenal because it so perfectly sets up the Undertaker coming back as the dead man. It points to that in every way. Mm. And that is a huge but like WrestleMania 20 is essentially built on a few things. One of them is remember when the Undertaker was not a fat weird guy? Well, he's coming back and he's still kind of chunky, but he's um I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Well, this is also We'll, t- we'll talk about The Undertaker another time, obviously, but this leads to, like, The Undertaker's resurgence is he takes time off and actually comes back as a good wrestler somehow. This is, like, once a year, get in shape, Undertaker. I'm thin rather than, like, I'm on the road all the time. Please, I don't like this, Undertaker. Yeah, this is uh, this is the beginning of MMA um, vegan hanging out Ooh, with... the MMA zombie. If babe, Undertaker would not, like... Oh, the chili's sitting on my belly. Undertaker. Oh, I'll tell you what the big evil is. It's how much fucking chili I put down that fucking buffet. This is my yard. You want to know who the big evil is? It's me. I just took a shit. I'm shitting. Do you want to know who the real big evil is? It's the government. They're trying to vaccinate everybody. This is my yard, and QAnon runs it. Yeah. Oh, how much do you think The Undertaker and Vince McMahon love QAnon? I don't. I think Vince wants to whoever is running that board. Uh, Vince keeps trying to buy it off of them because he wants Q to be revealed that it is the fiend. Oh, that's fucking. That's very true. Think of the pop for WrestleMania. Yeah, he's just or Vince McMahon is running it, and the reveal is that like Triple H is coming back, 
or it's a huge build to the debut of Triple H's kid as Q. Do you think that uh, Donald Trump doesn't want to lose the presidency purely because if he does, that means um, that he'll probably have to do a rematch with Vince, the Battle of the Billionaires again? Because I guarantee Vince is like, we'll do it. We'll make so much money. Saudi Arabia. (laughs) No, I think that he'll be, uh, Vince will come with, Vince will come to the ring with all the women that have accused uh, Trump of stuff. And then they, uh, and then they're about to fight. And then they shake hands, and and uh, Stephanie comes out and just fucking kicks them all. That's why I think it'll happen. Yeah, I think that that probably already I has. Think that's happened. what he dr- goes to bed dreaming about. Yeah, I think it's probably happened a bunch of times. Like I guarantee that they're like they have like once a year they just meet in a weird like eyes wide shut bunker, and they just it's them just shaking hands, and that's the hardest they've ever bet because they're like, oh, finally my equal. Another person <laughs> who hates another man who's fucked their dad's grave. <laughs> McMahon beats, of course, the Undertaker in a buried alive match at the Survivor Series, and this buried alive match is how Vince McMahon should have been booked the entire year. Here's what happens: the Undertaker beats the living shit out of Vince McMahon the entire match for ten minutes. He's about to dump him in a grave. Vince is dead. He's bleeding, and then Kane shows up on the um, excavator and hits the Undertaker, throws him in the grave, and Vince McMahon quote-unquote wins, but it's just because Kane beat up the Undertaker, and the Undertaker comes back as the dead man. Yeah. But Vince McMahon, as we close this year, make no mistake, which ends up being the entire problem with the brand extensions, is that they have two people the entire year, Eric Bischoff and Stone Cold Steve Austin, but Vince McMahon goes on both shows and does whatever he wants because he is the chairman of the board. So basically, you have guys that are supposed to be the the highest characters on these shows, but then Vince McMahon invents a higher character being himself. I love the idea, yeah. He's like, you don't even... You want to see characters? I'll show you fucking character and like yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like the idea of him being. Sorry, I misspoke. Austin was the uh, co-general manager with Eric Bischoff of Raw, and this is the other thing where it's this weird. Why is Stone Cold Steve Austin the outlaw, the fucking rebel, the general manager of Raw? No, but this is this is the Survivor Series where they get around that because they. He uh, Team Bischoff beats Team Austin, so he has to leave. And then Linda McMahon comes out and declares him the sheriff of Raw. And everyone's like, what the fuck's that? And it's like, drives around on an ATV and gets drunk. I don't fucking know. Fuck you. And everyone's like, good explanation. Let's fucking do it, baby. Jesus fucking Christ. It's just, it, I mean, wrestling in plot holes, you don't really care unless they go just totally against the guy's in-ring character i disagree i loved this this era of austin very much because it was it's what it's it's the attitude era austin distilled down to its perfect mixes just oh yeah no matches just fucking i'm drunk on an atv let's do this hell yeah yeah no matches just fucking beer drinking and eventual vehicle use it's fucking sweet oh buddy I will say this. The uh, drunkest I've ever seen a human being on television is Stone Cold Steve Austin during the Redneck Games in this year. I don't know what pay-per-view it is, but he just fucking cooked. He's so hammered. And it's like, this is when Austin's like, wait a minute. I don't even have to stunner people anymore. I'm switching from beer to liquor, my friend. Yeah. Oh, you guess what's going in these beers? Vodka. All vodka. <laughs> I'm going to have some vodka beers, y'all. Hey, Steve, hey, Vince, let me ask you a couple questions. You want to fucking get me a one of them Monte Cristos, <laughs> Daddy. Like, yeah, Steve Austin strikes me as the kind of guy that he doesn't get nonverbal drunk. He gets, like, he's got a plan that doesn't even make sense drunk. Like, our first thing we do, we go yeah. to the Waffle House and eat a stripper out. <laughs> <laughs> as we close the year mr mcmahon's getting one over on Ernest the cat miller do you got 40 dollars? i need 40 fucking dollars <sighs> <laughs> yeah he just asks for money as he goes to sleep yeah always Ernest the cat miller gets kicked in the balls by mr mcmahon which really summarizes the whole year vince is fucking running shit this year what's his in-ring record this year john vince mcmahon the it's it's pretty fucking amazing. The Vince McMahon um record is 179 to no, to, and 0, 
which beats Goldberg's undefeated mm-hmm. record, and he did it in a fucking year. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> he, yeah, he was getting victories on house shows. Vince McMahon in this year uh, was five, one and one, one no contest. He beat The Undertaker. He beat, of course, Zach Gowan. And he had a no contest with uh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that no contest, by the way, that Vince got that win back by showing up at, at Brock's fucking farm, which is why Brock doesn't have a phone anymore. Um, and Vince McMahon demanded that he let him pin him in the driveway. And Brock Lesnar was full asleep and was like, you can pin me in the bed, which Vince did. And Vince declared himself the victor. Yeah, Vince doesn't allow Brock to have a phone anymore. He, and he just makes him write letters and Vince has to read all the letters. So he actually has to send the letter to Vince first and then Vince mails it out. That's how that's how it always works now. Vince McMahon, his best year in wrestling, except for when he wins the ECW title, which is at the time I was upset about, but now looking back, super fun to see Vince McMahon in a do-rag. Yeah, no, but this that's in a few years. That's do-rag. That's another great iteration of that's do-rag. Vince McMahon has taken the loss of the Battle of the Billionaires very seriously. Oh yeah. Well, this is the thing. He always gets his heat back. Because all these feuds he wins. Like, he beats Hogan, obviously, because they don't culminate the feud because they thought, oh, Hogan's going to quit, and he ends up doing it. Because Hogan only... When you win the first part of the feud and then the feud keeps going, you know you're going to end up losing. So, of course, Hogan left. But um, he beats Zach Gowan in Zach Gowan's feud. And uh, he beats Stephanie in their feud. And uh, his short-lived feud with The Undertaker ends in The Undertaker uh, being buried alive, which is a pretty big loss. It's more of a switch to a Kane feud, but... You get what I'm saying? Like, Vince McMahon is 4-0 and in fucking feuds this year. He's the fucking man. I wonder how he did that. I, he's, he's sleeping with the head of creative. <laughs> also, uh, this is a super nerdy point of view, but um, this is the year when Vince McMahon starts being like, fuck it. And in video games, he starts having higher ratings than some of the actual wrestlers. Yeah, this wrestle. is, what are you talking about? In the video games, he has higher ratings than some of the wrestlers? Yeah, of course he does. He's the fucking man, bro. It was like Tajiri. I think he's better than Tajiri. He's better than a bunch of like the lower, the the, the the light heavyweight guys in those games. He's better than a bunch of them, which is pretty sick. That's fucking crazy. Not baby. by much. He's like a 65 and they're 64, but yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's a big year for Vince McMahon. So, John, what's the best thing about Vince McMahon this year? What's the worst? Undertaker match. Uh, worst thing is I think him mocking all the dead wrestlers on HBO and then firing Roddy Piper for being like, how dare he speak truth? That's pretty fun. I think the best thing was, um, I don't know, the Hogan-McMahon street fight was pretty good, even though like I do think Hogan should have just whooped dead ass. Or at least like Vince should have like, oh, this guy who's going to feud with Hogan ran in and beat up Vi- and beat up Hogan. So now Vince has the upper hand. Oh, Hogan won in the end. But, like, that didn't happen. <laughs> Vince was just like, I am better at wrestling than you. The Iron Sheik would have been destroyed by me. Um, and the worst thing is, uh, I don't know, man, just, like, how tone deaf he is the entire year. Like, how this is not the first, but it is, like, just another st- step forward in what ends up happening, which is no one can ever get one over on a McMahon at all. Like, we are above... We are the strongest characters on this show. It's like Triple H is our wrestling proxy and everyone else below us. And then there's us who punk people out except for in the ring. Like we always constantly are punking people out on the microphone. And then you have the wrestlers. Yeah. Again, I think that this is the interesting year. And then this is sort of this is the ruthless aggression rev up year. And now moving forward, we're going to get into some real. It's really the dog days of Vince McMahon coming up. Because this is, we're getting the alienation of his son. We're going to be getting him just full on, just biting people. Jim Ross by next year is completely out of creative, which means there's basically no one who likes wrestling involved working at a high level place in the company. It's going to be V interesting. Yeah. Just to put things in perspective, there was no uh, Billy and Chuck this year, but Al Wilson was fucked to death. So they're still doing like, but they're doing like goofy stuff. And uh, then it gets real good next year because Kane's about to fucking ha- be in an abortion angle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so does Al Wilson get fucked to death this year or next year? This year. This was 2003 he got fucked to death. Because the uh, Royal Rumble is Don Marie versus Tori Wilson. That's like one of the first. Oh, ones. yeah, because Don Marie, Tori Wilson's like, I don't want you to be my stepmummy. And Don Marie is like, you have to fuck ste- stepmummy. 
<laughs> yeah, Tori Wilson won the match, and the loser had to fuck her dad. So she was really trying not to lose that match. Yeah. <laughs> well, was she? Um, I want you to point out, by the way, <laughs> that if you if you type in um, Don Marie Tori Wilson into Google, first thing that comes up, Daily Motion video, this is the title. Tori Wilson, Don Marie, hotel scene, fap edit. <laughs> <laughs> do you know that's what I just watched the documentary, but uh, all right, Tori Wilson, Don Marie into Google. Let's do it. And what's the thing that's going to come up? That is the first thing that comes up. Fap edit. That's very funny. <laughs> Every episode of the rest of the review is the fap edit. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, this. You are listening to the fap edit. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Um, Thanks so much for listening. Join us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Join us on Twitter and Instagram, twitterinstagram.com backslash wrestler review, twitter.com backslash or at wrestler review, but I like to say twitter.com backslash wrestler review and instagram.com backslash wrestler review. We're the wrestler review podcast on Facebook if you guys want to enjoy some fucking conservative news and some fucking wrestler reviews, baby. John, do you have anything coming up? Yeah, 24th to 26th, I am at the Comedy Nest in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Fucking get tickets. There's only 50 of them. They will sell out. Everyone, suck my fucking ass. Oh, suck John's ass. Make sure the shit goes on your lips and then fuck that shit. I have some stuff coming up too. DylanGott.com backslash DylanGott.com. Twitter.com backslash DylanGott. I'm not saying at DylanGott anymore. Twitter.com backslash DylanGott. And uh, we have Patreon shit ahoy. We have Chris Adams up. We have our Bob Costas 2002 interview up. And from the sounds of it, since we have so much goddamn free times on our hands, we might be doing a uh, <laughs> short review on the real sports with Vince McMahon, where he talks about all the... And if you thought there was a lot of wrestler deaths, ooh, baby, wrestler deaths are ramping up in these couple years. It's fun, fun, fun till the family throws this TV away. And Vince throws it away because it's telling you that you're about to die. Thanks so much for listening. Um, listen to this in a public place, please. Are the headphones off? Pull your headphones out. All right, put us on speaker or whatever. Fuck shit. Fuck fuck. Fuck ass. Come, shit, come, shit, come, fuck, come. Fuck 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 fuck. Now everyone thinks you're a loser. Fuck 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 fuck.